0: Welcome to another edition of hit the lights podcast i've got pete with me again today how are we pete not bad gary thank you how are you yeah not too bad so we, we've got probably a slightly touchy one today to talk about we've got what the industry knows as industry accreditation or alternatively grandfather rights oh, what's, yeah. what's your knowledge on this
1: um yeah i should basically say it's someone with no formal qualifications but perhaps
0: experience in the industry spanning a number of years That's that's pretty much what it is. Um, So effective as of the 1st of January 2020, the CSCS said that all cards will expire um, by the 31st of the 12th, 2024, with the last of these being issued uh, by the 30th of June, 2024. So Graham Wren, or CEO of CSCS, said cards gained by industry, which do not require the holder to achieve a recognized qualification. Industry accreditation does not support industry's desire for a fully qualified workforce and will be withdrawn. Now, that's obviously a a fairly substantial statement. Um, When I did a bit of research into what this means, it it effectively to me is kind of driving um, new starters or, or, or unqualified Uh, people in the industry towards achieving an am2 or mvq as kind of needed to meet the the key qualifications to achieve what would be called the famous gold card
1: so how would they get it without having the qualification sorry because i don't know anyone that's actually gone that route is it a employer vouching
0: or Uh, so yeah so that that's my experience in the past where we've had guys obviously um we the as an employer you vouch for their ability their skills their qualifications and things like that
1: certainly understand the reason to get rid of it you know as we've had just to relate to the PRS scheme with the icrs and the amount of rubbish that's getting pushed out there and i'm sure there's plenty of employers saying yeah older mix pretty good and he's you know just come out of the pub or something he, (laughs) he was a postman last week now he's a fully qualified electrician or something yeah he's great he does it all the time
0: yeah it's it's worth just a quick note that they are encouraging the 2391 or the 18th edition but they aren't um necessities to achieving it well you don't need the 18th no
1: i find that interesting i can understand the 2391 yeah you might not be testing all the time i still agree it's something you should have but uh the 18th is working knowledge of current regs so it seems weird that they wouldn't promote that
0: i think it's if you've been in the industry for a fair period of time it's probably is it fairly safe to assume that you would have a working knowledge it depends on the what
1: work you've been doing I uh I can't speak for everyone and some people they get stuck in a bubble don't they they only know their own working practices and when I remember I went to an NIC event and one guy didn't know that there was an EV code of practice Obviously, it's not his fault. He's just been working in his own systems and that. I think he was doing a lot of data centers, but uh, he obviously hadn't been exposed to the world of EV yet. And we were on the fourth edition at the time, so I, you know, I appreciate people can get stuck in their their own little worlds.
0: How much impact do you think this is actually going to have when, if you look at, when you compare, say, the the commercial industrial sectors compared to the domestic? I wouldn't have thought it's going to have much impact at all in a domestic sector because what um, domestic electricians are really going to care about a JIB, CSCS or ECS card?
1: I mean, a lot of domestic people don't even care if you're an electrician. I know a lot of people who are out there doing it who aren't electricians and they've just got a mate that signs it off for them. Very unethical. Mm-hmm. And I've been to jobs, which I've made quite clear on like social media, that uh, oh don't worry about getting your electrician to change that light. I'll do it. Said the painter. Mm. And yeah, don't worry about putting those extra lights in. I can do that in your bathroom. Said the plumber. And you know that's part of peanut fireball, so that sort of work shouldn't be carried out. So I don't think the domestic market would really take note of it. Whereas commercial industrial, yes, okay, your process is bigger. There's probably you know more three phase, greater risk. But um, I would say everyone really as an electrician should probably have a gold card.
0: Yeah, no, you'd like to say that, wouldn't you? But the I think, is it going to change anything with regards to, you know, the electricians um, who are working or say, let's say, supervising mates, um, improvers slash gangs of labourers on construction sites where, you know, it's one, a ratio of one to ten, one to 20. Do you think it's going to have any impact with that?
1: Well, no, I mean, it's the same with apprentices, isn't it? You might get one recently qualified electrician who's then got eight to nine plus apprentices working beneath him and he's supervising a lot of them because it's considered cheap labour. So, uh, yeah, difficult one,
0: really, to answer that. Hmm. It's not sounding overly positive.
1: It's an attempt to improve in some way or the other. I mean... I'll use one of my guys, he um, never did qualifications, didn't do them for a long time, he is now doing them and he's just finishing them, but um, would he need the qualifications? No, all the time he's working with me, he wouldn't, but before he'd finished his qualifications, I'd obviously overseen a lot of it, but he was capable of rewiring a house, he was, uh, he can do an EICR, he can test really well, and I would say he was good, if not better than a lot of the electricians I've worked with in the past, but... On the counter side of that, there's no way that you know that he could be a load of rubbish. So I think the qualifications are a good thing to have, and it should have more stringent processes to get the gold card. Because as we all know, there is a skill shortage, it's, it's evident. There's a lot of people that don't even know the basic fundamentals of electrical safety, and they're out there working daily, and even in some cases promoting themselves on YouTube and other you know, not naming names, but there's just things that we see all the time which aren't safe. You know, they are dangerous. Mm-hmm. And if people see it and try and do it, it's it's not good. So um, I'm all for being qualified. I'm all for having the fundamental understanding. And I believe, like, gas safe, electrics should have a, not just the regulations, but you should have an update course, make sure you're isolating safety and so on and so forth. So I think it's a step in the right direction be it enough of a step perhaps not but um it's good i like
0: yeah it. I mean, yeah like you say even if it's a baby step it's still a step um nonetheless you know it is increasing the requirements of those who can have a gold card to a it, it might be reducing it to a smaller crowd but it, it's encouraging those who currently operate in that system without the qualifications to go and get the necessary yeah. evidence
1: And the uh, proper example again with my guy is that he um, obviously had five years experience prior to going to college, and he's now been able to apply his experience on site to the theory at college. And I would say he was better for knowing that, whereas if he'd never gone to college, he perhaps wouldn't have understood those sort of basic fundamental principles which have improved him. So yeah all my guys that work with electrical stuff i make sure that they are qualified and
0: competent. so let's so let's, let's play devil's advocate because there is obviously going to be people out there who are opera who or have operated in this industry for longer than you and i have been alive who won't necessarily have the qualifications of an am2 mvq you know they might have parts one and two or something like that that you know was available at the time sort of thing why should they go and have to reprove themselves again
1: so were they able to carry out all the works originally as in were they considered a qualified electrician
0: oh let's for this example say yes assume
1: this unfair because why would it change how can you be qualified one minute and not the next
0: well that's exactly the situation we're facing in with this is isn't it because if you if an mvq didn't exist at the time and we're now saying well where you've got no evidence to say you've achieved x y and z in the industry over a period of time that was previously validated by an employer saying well this person's been in the industry 30 years I verify their their competence within the industry so now that's removed what does that that person should they have to go and do an AM2 or an MVQ? for me I would rather the AM2 of the two to verify their competence as I think that's a neater, conciser way of...
1: Yeah, I would agree. The the AM2, my sort of understanding, it's about £1,000 and it's a week off work. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, not a deal breaker. And I'm assuming in most cases your employer will pay for that. But um, even if they don't, I was going to suggest maybe there's some test to prove that you are competent, and I guess that is the AM2. Therefore, Okay and if you never got the the is a bit of a waste time in my opinion i think it's for for kids because it's silly things like this is how i terminate a socket this is how i would support a, a cable these are the suitable fixings i would use and any experienced worker would know how to do that sort of stuff i mean yeah the safety policy is fair enough because they change and improve over time but uh I guess what I'm struggling to understand is how you were once qualified and now you're considered and not qualified. It's a bit like saying that, yes, you can use a plastic consumer unit, but now it's a C2, not a C3, as we currently code them to. So it's saying that they were wrong to implement that prior to the event.
0: Yeah, it's it's a real a real difficult one for those, you know, who have operated in the industry for such a long period of time isn't it um oh yeah i certainly feel for them
1: it's not an ideal situation to be but i guess the only way you can look at it me trying to think positively is that if you are capable of doing it yes it's a pain in the bum but you will do it and you will pass it and you'll move on mm -hmm. whereas it will weed out the people that day in day out are sparks are moaning about because we're having to go and rectify their just Atrocious work.
0: Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, mate. You know, this is blue sky thinking, but you know, AM2s typically are run by. Is it Net? Yes. Who look after them? So, you know, that in itself is a charity. Why not look at anyone who's currently claiming grandfather rights gets gets a free first attempt? You know, uh, at something like that, so that there is no cost, but everybody gets an op- one opportunity at least. To prove their competence before uh, walking away?
1: Well I imagine like most things they're drastically underfunded and it's um, it's a difficult one because if you're working with someone supervised as I was saying earlier but my guy wasn't qualified he was doing the work but he was under my supervision he was capable of doing the work but if anything went wrong ultimately it was on me but if you're out there doing the work yourself on grandfather rights I don't know if that is a thing but then yeah you should certainly be upskilling to the latest standards as we have to as employers anyway
0: I think you probably struggle to to be out there doing work on grandfather rights on your own because it's typically like an employer that would would vouch for you so I'm not sure if if you can vouch for yourself (laughs) or or if there are uh, you know I'm not maybe fully au fait with all the loopholes maybe there are loopholes there that were being exploited um it
1: can't be someone you work closely with
0: or a supervisor or a manager well certainly I think it can be someone who's a line manager supervisor and stuff like that but like you said if you're working out on your own um there's already someone responsible for you so i think in a scenario where no one is responsible for you and you're responsible for yourself in a self-employed setting but still are maybe able to work
1: so how old are you going to be if you're um if you haven't got these qualifications
0: um well you could be newly qualified theoretically couldn't you well then you should do it because you haven't completed your training have you well no what i'm I'm thinking is what if you're
1: an older guy how old could i be
0: well, you could be anything up to retirement age, can not you? Historically. If I'm retiring in two years, there's no way I'm doing an NVQ. If I had another 30, 40 years in front of me, fair enough. But All right, but to be fair, by you, you'd have two years left because it's 20, under 24.
1: All right, well, you know what I'm trying to say. It's a pedantic.
0: <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. All right, let's say it's 2025 right now. You know, if you're, you're two years away from retiring after that point, yeah, why would you bother? um but the whole point is the industry's making you bother
1: i appreciate the kick in the bum it's something that needs to happen and it is an improvement but i don't necessarily agree with it in certain cases um but i think i'm probably more in favor of it happening you get all sorts don't you if you go on a site a big site you just get some right idiots uh you get some fantastic guys but i just think if there's a way you can um One of my guys at college, he said he was on a site and someone had gone round and screwed all the sockets on and he had um, no one had turned out the cables in the back. They just, uh, yeah, all the twin and nerve cable for all the sockets were still fully sheathed and screwed. So is that a competence thing or is it just someone being an idiot?
0: Yeah, there's just grey areas all over the place, isn't there, Um, with this one. Yeah, it's
1: um, it depends on your scenario. I think if you've just come into the industry and you haven't necessarily completed the qualifications, it is just that you should be doing an NVQ these days and you should be um, be able to get a gold card because you're qualified. If um, you've been missold, then horrible that it's happened to you, but you do need an AM2 and an NVQ. And if you're of the age that your um, qualifications at the time no longer apply to you, then, um, well, that's a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? So I guess your employer is going to have to start forking out, which is horrible for small to medium-sized companies to have to start paying out, losing people for a week and um, doing it. But I guess that's just nature of business.
0: Yeah, unfortunately it is, yeah. I, I do know that there were... Was- I think there's some timelines. You have to look on the JRB website. I think 1996 or 1999 was a was some cut off periods of what qualifications you should have achieved by when. um, Which I can't seem to find right now. So, yeah, no, I think I think um, they have they have attempted to say you should have X, Y and Z by set period. But obviously there are people that go way beyond those periods, you know, into the 70s. Potentially. Yeah, the thing is, if you've
1: been working for one company all that time, yes, the onus is probably on the company because they should be constantly upskilling you, training matrices, and you know pe- period reviews. So that should have been implemented. So again, that's probably a shortcoming of the company. I don't know. Unfortunate for the older guys because someone should have looked
0: after them at some point. Yeah, you'd you'd have thought so. But yeah. So o- overall opinion, good, bad? What do you think? Overall, is a good thing. Um, however
1: i can appreciate it's going to upset some people
0: yeah and like like you say hopefully we're at a turning point i think it's i'm going to use the analogy it's probably not necessarily the right one but say like the smoking ban i think the younger generations less people are smoking with similar with this more people will be qualified in in let's say the, the traditional way that includes an am2 mbq i think the only thing that I I can sympathize with is if, say, in 20 years time, they add an additional qualification and then tell me I'm not qualified. I can guarantee I wouldn't be happy about it. So um, there's maybe a a fair balance to be drawn there that I think giving these guys an opportunity to prove their competence in some way with a a minimal financial cost would probably be the fairest solution. But we all know life fair.
1: Yeah, also looking at it, the AIM2, that's a week and about a grand, maybe a bit more. Not the end of the world, not ideal. And um, the NVQ, absolute pain in the bum, having someone come out and check that you're doing what you're doing when you've probably been doing it longer than they've been alive. And all the silly bits of paperwork and that, again, it's unfortunate, but it's not really a deal breaker. If you have to do it, you have to do it.
0: Yeah, I think so. So, well... Whether we like it or not, it's coming into force. So um, the last ones will be issued on the 30th of July, 2024, uh, with the last of those expiring on the 31st of December, 2024. So there's still time to work under those those schemes um, of industry accreditation. But that's when it's being withdrawn. So um, it's been a another interesting chat uh, with you, Pete and uh, hopefully we've touched on a subject that, that's got a few people thinking uh, particularly if you do fall into one of those categories.
1: Yeah I guess the uh, the takeaway from this is to try and keep up throughout your career with the entity trends and make sure that you are either asking your employer to upskill you along the way or just being aware that you could eventually
0: have a problem. Good advice we'll leave it there. Thanks, Thanks for, listening. for listening No you fuck it. You fucked it up <laughs>